Sonic Gino, welcome, my friend. We're back. I was even talking on hashtags and headlines just before this. If we had to rename this discussion anything, what would you rename it? What's your take? I don't know, man. That's the thing. After during that break, I was thinking about what name really fits our discussion. We talk about everything, rest. We talk about Impact, NXT, WWE in general, as well as just Indies and New Japan. So I don't know what really encapsulates all of the wrestling we discuss when we have our weekly discussion. It's so niche. Like it really is tough because I really like that we don't talk too much Raw and SmackDown. Like I think or AEW even like it really does seem like we're we're hiding in the crevices of the wrestling community where I'm even like I, I've I've hey Gino what do you think about Lindsay Dorado joining MLW like I want people who are like these insane wrestling fans who watch all the Brian Zanes of the world and want to hear what we they what we think about Raw and SmackDown I like that for some reason you and I get on here and talk about Impact the most like maybe that should just be it the official Impact Wrestling podcast. And that'd be nice, but there is like times when I do like want to talk about some stuff so like AEW. I do. I mean, if we'd had our Thursday show back, we'd be discussing some of AEW, like what happened, especially because like, I do try to like add a whole bit of rundown, like our predictions of what happens tomorrow night each week, because that is like a quick little prediction we do, like just to be sure, like how good or how bad it might be, at least some matches. But AEW's like, been doing good, so like I don't know. Like our stuff is always actually good. very impressive in there. Whoa, I don't know where that came from. I guess that was uh. That was our friends over at Wrestling Inc. I forget they have their website set up to where it like immediately makes you listen to their show. But no, that is a good point. When we would do Thursdays or whatever, we would get a little bit more of your insight on AEW because once we get here, it's so like we're post Raw, obviously. Raw's still fresh on everyone's mind. Except mine. I had no interest. I tried to watch it today at work a little bit, like on my lunch break, but Hulu would not load Raw. It did not want me to watch Raw. But you know what it wanted me to watch was Impact Wrestling. So that's why I was like, I'm, that's fresh in my mind. Impact Wrestling. We're building towards Under Siege anyway. We're doing a pay-per-view so close to the last thing. So it just makes sense for impact to, to be the focus for like another week in a row and remember we had a few weeks of like ring of honor being the focus so i do enjoy that that portion of it because yeah when i talk to kevin it's clearly we're running down aew biggest headlines in the wrestling world like that's really what the whole effing show is and then you and kevin are on fridays so we do have kind of these scattered outlets but yeah hey if there's any aew headlines you just throw them my way Hell yeah, throw those your way. I also throw your way to release this because that's what we always want to talk about. be finally having these people be free, like our boy Sam Shaw finally being Samuel Shaw. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of the hotness over the weekend, I believe. I think it was like a – was it a Saturday affair? Didn't it seem like an odd time to release people? Was Because typically, isn't it like after a Raw? Like we're like, okay, time to clean house. We got to get rid of some of these people. So, yeah, a whole other batch of superstars has been released by WWE, mostly NXT talent from what I what I read this time, right? Isn't that isn't that kind of what we all took away from it? It was like, okay, wasn't it wasn't like there was any major releases. Like I thought Chad Gable was on this list, you know. I mean, they were still like kind of major cuz they're on TV almost every week some of these guys. So it was major for NXT. Even though like one person wanted their release and they were not granted during this whole batch of releases. Yeah, who was the person? I saw that headline as well. Like, who was the person that didn't get their release? Roddy. Yeah, and and I th- isn't Roddy? Come on, let him go. Let's just 
let's just let him go. It's so he's not doing anything anyway. He's gonna be perfect in AEW. Just let him go there. Like it just makes so much sense to have him go there, especially with the person they released as well before him. And so yeah, they don't have anything for him now. Roddy's just by himself, and the Cree brothers by themselves. Ivy not by herself. Because this one person they also released is gone. Yeah, I'm trying to get the list from Wrestling Inc. I could just Google, I guess. NXT releases. Because, yeah, that's... And they're, and they're teasing that more releases could be happening soon. But here we'll go to Bleacher Report, I suppose. Uh, Mustafa Ali, Champa. Now, here we go. We'll go to Forbes. Forbes article. They're the ones who broke the Sammy story about being on Raw's fourth hour. Uh, let's go ahead and mute their website because I don't trust these motherfuckers anyway, Gino. So several superstars were released on April 29th of 2022. Dakota Kai being the biggest one that was a shocker for me. Dakota Kai was somebody that flirted with SmackDown, had already kind of been on there a few times. There were, we had It was rumored she was going to get called up and just be there, be there permanently. And she got released. Does that make sense? And you brought this up. Wasn't she just on TV? She's been on TV like off and on. Like she won the tag team titles like at the last event at WrestleMania weekend with Raquel Gonzalez. Fuck Rodriguez. And then they lost it that next NXT just so Raquel gets called up and Dakota was gone. Yeah. And Dakota, I don't know. It seemed like there was always, she was always one of the better in ring competitors. She was, she had the look. Isn't she hot? Like I don't, I sometimes it doesn't make sense when. They let some of the women go because what are they looking for exactly? Like I know oh, we're looking for Charlottes, but I would have loved to watch like a Dakota Charlotte feud, a Dakota Sasha feud. Like everything kind of writes itself. Where what direction are we going in? Mandy, they want people who look like Mandy who just dress sexy and want to dress sexy and not treat this like an actual sport or dress this like that they want to address to kids like they should. We want to have people dress sexy on it. Okay, let's settle down. Let's, let's Dakota Kai dresses pretty damn sexy, Gino. I don't mean to break this to you, but um, I'm looking not at as it, much like they do with Mandy. I'm looking at some photos right here, and I'm like, dude, Roll Tide. This is a Roll Tide chick. I, there's, there's no. Without question, Gino, this is a super hot chick. Uh, uh, put this up on the screen for everybody here. Like, so I, 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 yeah, I've, she's, she's sexy. I don't get it. I, I understand where the argument is. She doesn't look like Mandy, but neither does Charlotte. Neither does Charlotte. Neither does Rhea Ripley. There's several women yeah, that never NXT anymore. But NXT is all about the sexy show. Is it? Because there's some pretty. Isn't Zoe Stark still there, Gino? Either way. Uh, I, I I think Dakota had a place in WWE. I, I I'm hearing that she's boring on Twitch. That's that's the biggest complaint in the chat. I find her entertaining on Twitch. I know like she just has discussion with her chat. So like she's like one on one like with everyone in chat. So I like, guess yeah, some people might find that boring. I find it entertaining. It sounds terrible, Gino. <laughs> and you you're a little easier to entertain. I feel with a lot of this stuff. So I, we can't take your word for it on this one, my friend. Dexter Loomis is another big name. I guess is that a big name? For us, yes, because we remember Impact. We remember how much we wanted to have this big push that he should have had, and then they ruined it. But NXT, they fixed his character. They knew what they need to do, and now he can come back to being Samuel Shaw. <laughs> I've been wrong. So I was wrong about Sam Shaw, okay? When he was on Gut Check or whatever he was on. Do you remember I, when we super kicked you right in the face? I swore this guy. A new follower, God's Angel. Welcome, God's Angel. I thought this was the next John Cena. Like, that's when I saw this guy wrestling in his shorts and high-top sneak. I thought we got a new scene on our hands. This guy's gorgeous. He's going to get over huge. They had him wrestling in the X division, which was like, okay, well, you can start somewhere. 
And then when they did the Samuel Shaw thing, I think I thought, uh-oh, this is stupid. Uh, he was, like, drawing pictures. Like, the Christy Hemi storyline was pretty good. But then when the stuff with Gunner, where Gunner's like, he's my friend. I know what it's like. I thought that was a little stupid. So, <laughs> in WWE, he was just doing the, the Samuel Shaw gimmick. Obviously, Dexter Loomis is, you know, oh, he's like that that character Dexter, isn't he? Let's just and Doctor Loomis. Let's just together. let's just call him Dexter. So obviously that was what they were going for there. Um, I don't think it's a huge loss. It does seem like he was being pushed as like a North American champion contender, maybe even a NXT champion at some point. But he was in a tag team title match last week. Who was he teaming with? Duke. They had the two storylines together, so now they were a tag team for this match against Pretty Deadly, and they lost. And then all of a sudden, oh, Dexter's gone, yeah. and Purge is gone. So now the couple that were ex-couples are now the only two that are left, Duke and fucking Indy. Yeah, but even all that, I, I so I wasn't watching a ton of NXT. That was very skimpable for me. The Dexter and Indy stuff kind of died when Gargano left for me. Like that was, that was the fun part of it was Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory and Candice. The, yeah, like the, the way was a very fun stable, but once that was over, obviously once NXT was, once 2.0 happened, it kind of killed this, but um it wasn't the first episode like a wedding of that. So Dexter, yeah, I think he kind of ran his course. He had the awesome storylines with like Roddy White and Cameron, or Roddy White. Roderick Strong, what the hell am I talking about? We're talking about Atlanta Falcons football from 10 years ago. Roderick Strong, and he had the awesome feud with Cameron Grimes. But ultimately, and Adam Cole, and Adam Cole it makes sense. Because it was with Velveteen and it was cool. For, De- for Dexter to get out of here. Harland, I never really got it. He When they showed pictures of him, he looked like Brock. Then they cut his head. Can he just not work? Is that what they were? Is he your, the new Ridge Holland? I have no idea why they got rid of him. That's a weird thing to me because they did, like, for weeks, they had him with Joe Gase. Then all of a sudden, he's gone, and Joe Gase has druids now. And now we don't know what they're doing. Harland just gets cut for no reason, apparently. So who knows what? Mr. What's his name? Bordeaux is gonna do. Did he? Yeah. Did he hurt somebody on like a coconut loop? Like some, something <laughs> must have happened. Live show. I don't think he even do coconut loops right now because I think they still only do uh, PC stuff. Or maybe he was PC just a, maybe he was rough to work with. There has to be a reason because he's like a big dude. It looks like he would be a perfect fit for WWE. When they brought him in with a shaved head, I thought, oh, this guy sucks now. And obviously, I don't like Joe Gacy, so lumping him in with that kind of sucks. And yeah, even in the chat, like Dakota saying, like Harlan wasn't a natural to the to the pro, you know, like just the way just the way he looked and felt in the arena and in the ring. Maybe there was just something missing there where they kind of thought, like, yeah, if we're cutting people, we got to cut this this guy who can't wrestle. Let's get rid of him. So yeah, um, Persia Parada, who you just mentioned, she was part of the Indy Hartwell storyline with with Dexter and Duke and Duke. Uh, kind of shocking. She had a unique look. I thought, you know, it doesn't hurt to have Indy Hartwell have like a tag team partner or at least somebody she can interact with, even as a villain and babyface. Kind of an interesting release, but does that this one does that make sense? For some reason, the the female ones never make sense to me. It really doesn't, especially again to me. I care about storylines and continuity, so we need to at least make sense to why we're now going to have Indy. And Duke just out of the story that they were just in with this whole stuff. Or they could just suddenly say, hey, Dexter and Persia eloped. And now it's just Duke having to go back with his ex. So, again, who knows if that's what they're going to do. Because this entire episode, they never brought that up about Duke and Indy being the only two left in the store. So, were they on TV tonight together, like, making out or anything? Nope. 
they we never showed them at all. Tonight. We just moved on. Right? About spring break and because we had to do all these other stories about spring break and these big matches we had where Joe Gacy lost to Braun Break. Yeah, I think we're just moving on. I think we're just moving on from Persia and Dexter, and we're not even going to mention that. We're going to have Indy move into a program with Io Shirai or something. Like they're going to find something else for her to do. Uh, Duke Hudson clearly is going to be the next person in line for Braun Breaker. So uh, very clearly drawn out. Uh, Dr- Draco Anthony, I don't know who that is. San- Sanjana George, I don't know who that is. Raylan Devine, I don't know who that is. Mila Milani, I don't know who that is. Paige Prison Volley, I don't know who that is. So, do you know any of those five? Are they, are they... I don't believe I've heard them or seen them on TV. So, I think it might just be people either from Next Live program or people they like brought in that were like enhanced fatality or just was like, okay, you're not useful. No, it, yeah, know? it sounds it, it reads like the roster of a AEW Dark episode, like. Uh, Max Caster got a victory over Mila Milani. Like that's what it. That's what I'm reading. Draco Anthony. Like that's interesting. But I think one of the biggest ones that uh, kind of shocked the world was Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens, kind of the the mouthpiece who is getting all this other talent over that I thought sucked. But you know why not? I have him in there with Ivy Nile and have him in there with the Creed brothers and Roderick Strong. It just fit his little diamond mine thing. Uh, what's that guy's name? Tyler Rust. Like there were some other guys in Diamond Mine that really could have benefited from hanging yeah, around. The original Diamond Mine, which now the only person of the very first, like the original plan Diamond Mine, is just Roddy. Because Marina Shafir, who was going to be uh, Rust, uh, was named Sudoku, Sudoku. Uh, he was originally again, who was the coach kind of the group. He was the original guy. And he got cut. Like they don't care about Diamond Mine. Diamond Mine is just Creed Brothers and Roddy. There had to be a better idea for that, though. Like, even when they released those promos, all of us were freaking out, like, thinking it was, like, we were Paige Van Zandt. Like, people really were looking towards the MMA world or kickboxing or something. Who are these? We were right at first. They were. We were right because Marina Shafir is MMA. Roddy's learned MMA over the years. So, Mm -hmm. two of them at least were right. But yeah, the others, we. Nope. Roddy, no Roddy didn't count. Let's Marina Shafir. <laughs> Mar- Marina Shafir did count. Jessamine Duke, I think, was another call before she got released. So yeah, there was a lot of people that. Oh, this would make sense, but let's not pretend Roderick Strong's even close to Scorpio Sky. Okay. Um. So yeah, these releases are very shocking. I guess Malcolm they released him even though he was already set to not resign with the company, right? He wasn't going to resign, which would have been sad. Says Velides, did you know DJ Zima Ion is in NXT? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, I did know. Well, you DJ finally Zima. found out. It took you this long to find out. Yeah, he's been there. He's with the greatest group right now, the Cartel Brothers, the uh, Legato del Fantasma. Yeah, I did know that DJ Z is now Joaquin Wild, which I think is one of the worst names. Um, it's better than his new partner's name, whose last name is Cruz now. They changed fucking uh, Raul Mendoza's name. What? To what? I forget his full name. It's something Cruz. That's like three words. It's Cruz at the end. I forgot what it. I'll let me try to see if I can pull up. Or Why would they that. change Raul Mendoza this late in the Be- game? Because they don't want you to have your own name. That makes no. Oh, did he have a different? Is that his like his name is Cruz del Toro? What the hell? Yes, Cruz del Toro. His name is the Bull Cruz. <laughs> what? What is this? Why? Why? Because just like they also changed Kylie Ray's name. Kaylee Ray, not Kylie Ray. Kaylee Ray. She's now this uh, something fire with a Y. Why are Oh my gosh, I can't watch it. NXT. <laughs> she's on a fire now with the fucking baseball. Bat. NXT sucks. I, like I, I don't it know. Does. I don't know how it's still on. It, they're trying to kill it, right? That's yes. That they basically ha- are. Even though they have like Santino's daughter, and she had a match on Level Up, and she's to be part of the breakout tournament. So that's cool. Care about the breakout tournament now? 
yeah, that that has to be like that, that has to be why. Like that they're trying to bury this. They don't want this on USA Network anywhere. They're trying to somehow get it back to just being on Peacock because this is not good. I, it might even be easier to just be on USA now than Peacock. I, I don't know how they value that now. Like I think I I feel like the streaming service is doing better than whatever the hell's on USA at this time. So this is why you and I don't talk about NXT because it sucks. Like it really is depressing. They killed it like, from what we loved. Like Impact Wrestling kind of is is like a it's it's obviously lower budget and not as mainstream, but at least they're trying to be good. You can tell. Like this is not trying to be good. Like this sucks. This is really and bad. What really sadly is like what NXT used to be for us is AEW. And like I critique AEW because I want it to be fun, but I want it to be like the golden age of NXT. I want to be better than that. I want to be how it should be. How the because they have so many talented stars. They have too many guys that could be like having these great matches, and we don't always use them. And it's good, but also saying I'm like. This is like what NXT used to be, and I want this to be good. So I critique it. I want it to be good because it shouldn't fail with all the talent they have. But it's not going to fail. I think that's the difference. Is like you, you yeah. mentioned, like we should have more. We already have kind of a lot. Again, that's that's I think the difference between WWE and AEW Whoa, is catch the buzz, feel the sting. A chicken winner from Ernest Spliff Miller. Thank you so much. I, I, like I think I I, I look at. AEW just as bright and just as talented as white. Thank you, Ernest. Like I look at it as every episode is important. Every episode, something awesome happens. It's can't miss like raw. If I miss a raw, oh, well, like dynamite, I don't want to miss a dynamite. Like I've missed a couple, uh, rampages. I usually skip rampage, but dynamite is so freaking good that I don't want to miss it. And I, I agree that they have too many guys, and that is a problem in a lot of ways. Like, what's Keith Lee up to? What's Christian Cage doing? Like, their roster is so fat, they could just have a three-hour pay-per-view every single week of just matches. But I think they do a good job with this show. It's interesting that you critique it in that way because it is good. Like, I, I worry that you're not enjoying it when it's really good. Instead, you're sitting there going, well, here's how, here's what would have made it better for me rather than just enjoying it. I also do enjoy that thing. I enjoy it, but I also critique because I want it to be. I, it's not that I want to be beating WWE because it not it won't because WWE has its core audience that's always going to be there because it's all about people who are creatures of habit. We all watch it because of that. We're all used to because it it's Monday. We watch that Friday. We watch that. So they're always going to have that. They're always going to be at their numbers that they're at. So I just want AEW to be successful. So I'm just like I'm enjoying every fucking match almost. There's some spots where I'm like, this could have been a lot better. No, see, I, but it, but it is successful and it is growing. And even if it does get stagnant, like you know when Hogan and Bischoff came in to change Impact, it made it way worse. Like it can have its core, it can have its the like it can be successful. Don't tinker with the formula. I think. Like, I hate Daniel Bryan. Like, I thought about this the other day. Imagine having Daniel Bryan and John Moxley and you put them in a trios. Like, that's – what do we do with these amazing wrestlers? Let's put them in a trios. Like, that sounds awful. But that's what we're doing, and it actually is pretty cool, and I like seeing it. It sounds terrible, but I think when people are watching the show, it, it, it win, I can win more people over with AEW than I can with Raw. Like, if I showed a non-wrestling fan Raw, they would hate it. It would, it would suck. If you showed him AEW, it would be a lot of fun, and that's a huge difference right now in wrestling. I and I'm, I'm not even an AEW guy. I still defend WWE more than I do AEW. I defend Impact more than both of those, and and I don't think I could show anybody Impact. Although although my son was watching it today and he was enjoying it, but 
uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting that you think that it could be like you're worried about it not being successful when it's already really successful. It is. I just again, I want it to be even better. That's my big thing. Is that I do feel like in the coming years it's going to be better. Because, like, right now we're still going through Tony Khan's whole five-year plan he had since the beginning, and he's still in the middle of it. So we're going to see where this is going to go after that five-year plan is completed. He sets up a new plan of what he's going to do. You don't think that's changed at all? I know that you brought that up before, but isn't it clear that he didn't know he was going to get Brian Danielson? He didn't know he was going to get CM Punk, Big Show, Mark Henry, Christian Cage. Like, his roster went from, I have Chris Jericho, the Young Bucks, Kenny, and, and Hangman Page. Like now he's got so many new toys to play with. What five-year plan could he be working on now? Because if, if we're talking about which stars has he built up, I mean, MJF and and I don't think Darby's even in the running anymore for like a world title. He lost Cody. I don't think he saw that coming. So I don't know if we're in the middle of a five-year plan anymore. We might not be, and that could be true maybe because of Cody leaving that did change it. But I do feel he is committed to somewhat of what he was trying to do. So we're going to see like how much – comes to how he saw his fruition and his, how he saw his plan to be even with all these changes all these stars coming in because after like double or nothing we're going to see if that did change because of punk coming in because if punk wins that shows he changed it all because of that. well even look at the tag titles like he didn't know ftr was going to come in they they won the belts like there's been other people that have changed what would have been like the luke harper was the tnt champion like things have definitely changed since it started and I, I don't think he maybe a five-year plan is more from a more financials more like a business plan rather than what we like as wrestling fans obviously we're thinking well it must be wrestling but maybe he just meant as a business strategy like no in five years we're gonna have another show on the on uh on the warner brothers networks we're gonna have monthly pay-per-views instead of quarterly pay-per-views we're gonna have a couple games we're gonna have this we're gonna have that maybe the plan was more about business rather than creative and i could price it just like again with the whole new thing that just came out about there being a reality show or another show coming out that might be part of the whole plan then as well we're gonna have to see if that's true so we have uh in the chat rcj or rcg 45 he's asking for gino your thoughts on josh alexander as the impact world champion so far what do you think I think after we already had our first week with him as champion, we had a really great tile defense against Moose. And with what we have set up for Under Siege, he's doing an amazing job as Impact World's champion. Are you a little annoyed that it's Ishii? Like, we'll get into it. So, additionally, additionally, so first we'll see Alex Shelley and Mike Bailey. They're going to be on the kickoff show for Under Siege. Uh, this is their big rematch. They stole the show at, uh, what was that, Multiverse of Matches. So they're going to run it back. They they even had a little bit of a dispute on Impact this past week on the uh, on the pre-go-home show, because it's not the go-home show. Penultimate. Go the home. penultimate go-home show. And uh, they're going to run it back. That'll be exciting. I don't even care who wins, but doesn't Alex Shelley need a win because he lost the first one? He might need a win because he lost the first one. Then we have the third one be at fucking Slamverse. We have the, three, the rubber match be the bigger match between those two or have it be an Ultimate X match where two bows two are going to be a part of it to get that X division, the Ultimate, the X Division Championship in Ultimate X match. Yeah, they can have their rivalry kind of be one of those uh, like just sub rivalries in the middle of the entire picture. Like everybody's going to be looking at who's going to be X division champion. Meanwhile, they have their own personal beef that's happening. So it's a subplot in the overall picture. Uh, 
Otherwise, I would like to see the Motor City Machine Guns just be tagging forever. We got the Briscoes now, so it seems like why do we why delay? Let get them in a triple threat match immediately with somebody. Uh, Giselle Shaw was she the chick who interrupted Madison and and uh, yes, she is the quintessential diva. She's interrupting them. She also was tagging with Lady Frost that big tag team match where she did get pinned. <laughs> big. Do you do you think uh, do you think she's hot? I was I kept going back and forth. I could not decide. If she was the hottest chick in the world, or if she was just like, is this just, is this a camera angle? What's happening here? I find Giselle Shaw to be attractive, yes, and I do feel that it would be really interesting to see Samuel Shaw and Giselle Shaw at the same time, at the same time, just face to face. We're gonna figure out who's the real Shaw. Good question. Good. Do you think Samuel Shaw's going back to Impact? Yes, I hope so. That would be so much better than AEW, I feel, for him. Can I throw this out there? I can't see him wrestling anywhere. I really can't. I Maybe his time in WWE has just felt like the end of a career, but he's, he strikes me as somebody who's going to get into real estate. Like Real estate doesn't make sense for him. He's a painter. If he does anything outside wrestling, he's just going to keep painting and have these beautiful paintings like he had after he got released. He sent a whole little Twitter picture and video of his nice painting of Vince McMahon. He did the whole thumbs up. Yeah, maybe he'll paint the house. That'll be funny. He could paint houses. That'll be good for him. But I don't know. I cannot imagine him still wrestling after this. Like, I can't see him going to Impact and being Samuel Shaw. I can't see him in the chat, Sam Shaw, NWA champ. Can't even see that. Like, I, I, I just can't see him still wrestling. why it. Yeah, maybe control your narrative. Maybe you can fit in there. I haven't. Have you watched any of that? I haven't watched any of that. I have not been able to see like either of those two live events they did. I think they're. I'm waiting till like they actually are on that full wrestling television network thing that they're doing. They're going to be a part of. I'm looking forward to that. Are they doing that the independent wrestling TV or whatever? I don't sure? think it's independent wrestling TV. It's an actual like other thing they're doing. I forget what it's called. That they actually did make a working deal, which is a TV deal. As <laughs> CC3 put it, but it's not entirely like actual syndicated television. Okay, good. Yeah, TV deal. All right, we'll see what he gets. We'll see what he means by that. I don't have all the channels, but I'm sure we'll find a way to consume it illegally anyway. They better not do that UWN thing they tried for NWA, like eight bucks a week to watch our product, and then the audio doesn't work. So uh, I think Giselle Shaw is going to beat Madison Rain. I think Madison Rain's going to beat Giselle Shaw. It's going to be a really good match for Madison Rain to finally prove that she is the queen. Because this next finally week, this prove is, uh, she's been the champ like multiple she's times. She's been the t- she's a tag team champ. She's going to prove the signals that she still is. Because also this uh, week on before the impact, we have Tennille Dashwood fighting Giselle Shaw. And I think Tennille's going to lose. Well, just aren't they pushing Giselle Shaw like they they have like a WWE diva looking lady? Isn't it this? Isn't she? Isn't this her time? Because I've never heard of this person. Is she from WWE? I don't believe she's worked WWE. I think she's just worked independence that you may or may not have seen, but just under like that same name. I forget like where all she's worked, but you might have seen her before in back. Yeah, I've never seen her in my life. So okay, let's look at let's go to the main card here for Under Siege. This is a big one, Gino. This is we're we're two weeks removed from Rebellion. We're following it up quick. Uh, isn't this too soon to do another show? Like I, it, it's just too soon. I don't think any belts are going to be changing hands. I, like there's some good matches on this thing, but even when they advertise like Morrissey versus uh, Brian Myers in a tables match, that's just on Impact. Like, yep, we're, we're we're having a good like we're building an episode of Impact and this little pay per view, and it just feels really shotgunned into the, like really machine gun booked to for no reason. It does, but at the same time, like they, they always do a good job with this, where they set this up 
really quick. They sometimes do only have like a week, two weeks to do this when they have like their pay-per-views and the weekly monthly event side by side. So they had like be quick with this. And I think they're doing a good job, especially with booking this really good impact where we're all sky of a monsters ball match. Oh, PCO was the worst. I, I love that. I watched this today because it was like fresh in my brain where like, he's a monster. This match was made for him. And he does like his, yeah. Because Vincent brought him back to life. He fucking died. Now he's back. Oh, God. It was so terrible. I like that you like him, though, because, you know, you were just bagging on AEW and you wish it was better. I wish PCO was not in this company. I wish Ring of Honor was still around so I could ignore it and he could be there. But now he's on the show that I watch a lot of. Yes, he's on there. He's going to be there every week, even though, again, he was dead for a couple weeks. But Vincent brought him back to life after that big match where he almost died against Joe in the last time. Oh, God, he's the worst. Okay, so we're going to have um, on this Under Siege card, though, we're going to go Chris Saban, Steve Macklin. They didn't really do a ton to build this other than that Macklin promo. Like, you know, he cut it backstage. Uh, and and was Saban was pre- otherwise occupied in that six-man tag on, on the show. Now, this does carry kids over. Just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Now, thank you so much, Ricardo. Now, this does carry over into Rebellion, obviously. They had that triple threat match. Uh, Steve Macklin's just going to win, right? This is a squash match on a pay-per-view. Yeah, Steve Macklin's just going to win. I think it's going to be a really good match. Chris Saban, I don't feel, could have a bad match, especially with all his tenure he's had. So, this could just be a really good Chris Saban-Macklin match. Macklin can have a bad match. Well, we've seen it. So, yeah, I, they're pushing Macklin to the moon. He's he's going to challenge Alexander at some point for the belt. I'm not sure why. Uh, this this is the EC3 theory where we got a jobber from WWE or like a tag team guy who didn't really do much. Not sure why they released him other than he wasn't really doing anything. Let's make him our top star. I, I, I've, never, I've never understood that. But we're going to have Macklin challenging Josh Alexander at some point. Uh, Tasha Steeles will defend her title against Havoc. Um, Havoc's not taking the belt, is she? I don't feel that Havoc's going to be able to take the belt. I feel, because I've been feeling this for this entire time, but then talking about the whole realm and setting this up, I feel that this just building up for Pasa's anniversary, the return of Sugan, where she's going to take the belt. Tasha. Oh, gosh, that sounds terrible, too. What about Giselle Shaw? You're not giving Giselle Shaw the belt at Slammiversary? I feel if they do anything with like Giselle Shaw, if they keep on this feud, it's going to be her and Lady Frost taking the tag titles. The first ever Queen of the Mountain match? You don't think it's going to be Tasha Steeles getting the victory? I don't think so. I think it's going to be Sue Young coming back, and we're going to have that. If they do a Queen of the Mountain, which would be very interesting instead of like an X Division match, like Ultimate X match again, it would be exciting either way. So who knows what they're going to do if they bring back the King of the Mountain? Honestly, both. Honestly, both. I don't know why we can't have a pay per view where we do both of those things. Like, have the Ultimate X go first, then pull the cables down and just do a ladder match. Like, I think, I think with with your major pay per view, your biggest, you know, one of your four pay per views, this is the one where you you can say twenty years of impact. You know, why not have all of your favorite matches? Why not do a Monsters Ball match there? Why not King of the Mountain? Why not Ultimate X? Like, oh, why not Elevation X? So I think it's totally fine to have both of those matches. I would say do the Queen of the Mountain for the women's belt and do Ultimate X for the X Division Championship. But that main event, that main main, singles match. Traditional six sides of uh, six sides of steel. <laughs> yeah, locked out. We're going to have it be Slammiversary locked out. Why not? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be against it. Wouldn't be against it. But yeah, I think uh, I think Tasha Steels keeps the belt here. There's not a ton behind Havoc, right? It doesn't seem like they're 
just the realm is behind Happy. That's a story that she still has a multiple year story that they've been going on with Tasha and Decay. And Four the kids are just as bright and just as talented as white Thank you, Ricardo. A little sip of water here. So, I, And I watched Impact this week. I don't remember the realm at all. So yeah, They've been doing it for years. That's the whole thing. They've been mentioning the realm. like That's been part of the story. That was the whole story with Rosemary and her. Like that They kept on bringing up the realm. And so we do have reference to it, which is why it's, setting, it's telling me Sue Young's coming back. The Undead Bridesmaids are coming back at some point. We will see Kimberly and your favorite wrestler back. <laughs> I love Brandy Wrestling. I can't believe that they've yes. dressed her up like that. What a what a burial. Uh, the Bullet Club, 10-man tag team match. This isn't elimination or anything. This is just 10-man tag, which I don't like. Um, <laughs> this is like the tag team turmoil all over, all over again. But it's just two teams. How come it's not 10-man hardcore war or whatever Tommy Dreamer calls it? Because I don't know why they don't have hardcore, but they might change to be a hardcore match. Right now, all we know is it's a 10-man tag, but it could be anything with the Bullet Club getting the big W. Well, and El Phantasmo's there. It just This whole thing seems like we're sucking BC dick until we get to that show for AEW. So uh, Bullet Club gets the victory. I don't know more. Didn't they have like momentum when they came in and you and I were predicting they were going to be in feuds for the world title and X division title. Like they were going to have every belt. Like they were going to come in and NWO this place. And unfortunately they ran into like an actual ripoff of the NWO and better rip off. Yeah. Now there's another NWO running around. So they're not going to be able to do any of the cool things we thought they would. Yes. Because the bullet club is going to do the cool things that we thought that no honor, no more would do. And, we're going to have to see what they do, because I think Honor No More is still going to stay around kids. for a while. Thank you so much, Ricardo. I think Honor No More is more long-term than, than BC. Like, Let me do this water. Mm. All right. Gino, we have three minutes until the till the yeah, Zoom gotta... expires, which is interesting. I didn't know that Zoom was doing this now, but it makes sense. We're in a post-pandemic world. Their service was very, very good throughout the entire time. And now yeah. they're realizing everybody canceled their sh- subscriptions. So yeah, everything. They didn't want to pay any more for that. Yeah, they didn't want to pay close to $200 anymore. Yeah, everything now must be paid for. So uh, so let's do one more and then we'll reconnect. Let's do Ty of Valkyrie. Uh, oh, we both picked Bullet Club, right? Yeah, we both know Bullet Club's beating Arnable. Now they're running this back really quickly. Taya versus Deanna. Uh, Deanna came out and beat up Taya. Taya cut one of those promos where, like, you know, She's kissing everybody's ass. I did not like that promo, by the way. Like her babyface promo, I kind of forgot she was a babyface because she's so hateable. And I was like, oh, man, I love you as a villain. So I guess you're a villain because you're a babyface. Like it was, I'm in a weird paradox with her. Uh, but Taya's not losing the belt, right? Come on. Nope, she's not losing about him. What I do like, even though like this is just making my brain just think they're just doing this because they have to be like current with how it is. The graphic for the match shows Deanna holding the ROH women's title. And a part of me just wants to believe Deanna's going to beat Mercedes so she can still be champion. And we're going to get another match, which we'll talk about in a minute. So I, I do feel Ty is winning, but later we'll talk about Deanna. I, I sure hope so. I'm not a like, I'm not Mer- Mercedes Martinez. I've told you my theory. She wrestles in slow motion. It's not good for me. I'm going to hit this button, Gino, and then we're going to reconnect. But, yeah, I, for, for those listening, yeah, I, I've watched several Mercedes Martinez matches, and she wrestles in slow motion. It's not good. And I've never understood – like, like I've understood the hype. You know, she, she doesn't look like every other traditional female wrestler. So there's something appealing about that. Everybody kind of wants something different and unique. So that's where Mercedes Martinez fits that mold. But – 
uh, just when it, just in the world of what I've seen of her recently, it's like, good God, she, she wrestles in slow motion. So she uh, does now, like when she first came in and then ROH, like when, she, cause I watched the whole road to show that they did, like they do every fucking week. But like, she talked about like when she first came in, like I remember kind of, cause I was not following it to the extent that I do now, or at least do with other promotions when she was in ROH, she just had to prove that she was a wrestler because there was no big women's division like there is now. Yeah, exactly. And even her in NXT, she had some good matches and her character fit well there. Like I've been on this 18 year journey. I'm one of the original women's wrestlers. Like I was I was revolutionizing the women's division before there was a women's division in WWE. So I, I like I love her story and I, I can appreciate all of her history, but good God, can you pin a lot faster than you pin? You're trying to win a fight, okay? Win the fight. Uh so yeah, hopefully Deanna beats her. Uh, Violet by Design, VBD, they're taking on the Briscoes. I did not see this coming. Um, I kind of did. I knew Briscoes would show up at Impact because they're not going to fit that AEW model. Uh, at least with Impact, they can work a couple days a month and then still go work on the farm. So I, I, are they going to win the belts first shot, first shot in? I really, really hope so. I'm going to predict that they're going to win it because just how much I want the Briscoes to be champions because they lost the uh, GCW tag team titles to Pussy and they sadly were not able to be a part of this triple threat tag team title match because of like health concerns. So hopefully they will be able to come here and win these tag team titles in Impact. Why? Are they, come on, they're called Pussy. Doesn't that bother you at all? <laughs> no, it doesn't bother me. I like Effie and Alley Catch. You know what a pussy is, though, right? Yes, I do know what pussy is. I know the internet. All right. All right. You know, I'm just, I, I do a Effie whole. He is the internet. That's I, the whole point. He's a gimmick. I do a whole other Effie's discussion about, you know, like, you know, we need. Yes. You know. That's the good contrast. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. We need the contrast. Wait, wait. So, Violent by Design, I, I like them as a tag team. I was shocked that they won their little bullshit tag team turmoil the other night. Um, but, yeah, the Briscoes, come on. This is the only reason VVD kept the belts was to, to put over the next. Heath and Rhino are not going to win the belts. Kids are just and that's why they had that really good tag team. Just to prove so that Heath and Rhino are a good tag team, but the Briscoes are better. The it was Briscoes a, are good. It was not my favorite match for, for Rhino, by the way. Let me throw that out there. I don't know. Like Heath looked good, though. Heath looked a lot better than Rhino. Who did? But Heath is younger than Rhino. Heath, no, no ne- neither one of them looked good. I was very, very annoyed because it kind of felt like I felt like I was watching The Wrestler. Like, I thought Randy the Ram was out there. But Randy the Ram was at least still in good shape. Like, these guys were really... In decent shape compared to Rhino. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what his idea is. I'll, I'll hang out. But even his his outfit when he wrestles looks like shit. Like, what happened to Heath Slater? Remember he would come out in, like, trunks or tights? Why is he wearing these weird pants? What is is he Samoa Joe? Is he, is he the one-man nation of violence? Yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do. What they're doing entirely with Heath, we're having this old pairing. So hopefully, since they lost, we will get a change. Maybe they're gonna add Rhino versus Heath in this pay per view. No, they're they're gonna do not. They're they're, they're gonna be in a nonsensical tag match eventually with somebody else. Like it's, I don't see much good coming from either one of them. Rhino, from you and I watched like an ECW thing a couple couple months ago, and he looked amazing. I know it was like 2006, but. This version of Rhino is is weird. He got really out of shape fast, didn't he? He didn't. Like, he still works. Like, he could still have, like, a decent match. But, yeah, it's not like 2006 Rhino. He's not like 2006, 2007, like, peak Rhino in impact. Yeah, I, he, I'm even going to doubt you on that. Like, you said he can have a decent match. I don't know if he can. It, this was really eye-opening for me, but we'll we'll see. Um, well, 
we'll see what he does. We're, we're talking about the Briscoes. The Briscoes win. Briscoes are. Uh, and there's going to be more matches added to this thing, I feel. They're not going to do a six like match. two more, I think. They have yeah. seven, technically, because there's two in the pre-show, so seven, eight. So maybe they'll have, like, one or two more. Yeah, we have a, we have a go-home show coming up, and we're missing some pretty notable talents. Like, W. Morrissey's not booked on this card exactly, so I know him and Brian are having their match. And Table match, yeah, fine. There's going to be some other people added onto this card, so that'll be a good time. Uh, Josh Alexander against Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, this is a big deal for the Genos of the world. Uh, it's a squash match for me, Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander is going to win it, man. But here's the thing. A match that you need to find some time to watch from this past weekend is from New Japan's, whatever, I forget what it's called, Doken something. We had fucking Tomohiro Ishii versus Tanahashi. It was an amazing fucking Tanahashi match. It might be, again, now singles match of the year for me. What was your other match of the year? Poor kids are just like, as bright and just as I know they're like singles match. Yeah, I can't remember like what I put like tag team match against like, Briscoe's FTR and Young Bucks FTR. But like oh, okay. the actual like singles match of all time, like of the year that has happened so far right now is Tomohiro Yushi and Tanahashi. We've had some bangers this year. You're not. You, yeah. That's where you're going. You're going Ishii and Tanahashi. Tanahashi. Yes. Two of the greatest of all time. Over Josh Alexander and Moose too. Yes, over the second one, which was really fucking good. I was surprised. Just like you were, you were like, this is already happening now. But they proved like how good they are still in the ring. Together. It was Even a good match. But when Moose lost, days. when Moose lost, I was like, wow, what's next for this guy? Like, they, is it Sammy or is Sammy going to come back and get Moose? Yes. Who knows what's going to be happening? We know who the mystery opponent is for Josh, which was Tom Hirishi, but we don't know what Moose is going to do. So it could be Josh or this, I mean, it could not Josh, it could be Sammy. Or whatever his group is with that whole VGE, but we know Sammy at least is a part of it. I did not have a chance to like do the whole binary code of the most recent one that just happened, so I don't know what that is. If it's still Sammy again, I've been another. sipping Ricardo. I swear, no more water in here now, though. You did it all. So, yeah. um, wow, that's your match of the year. I, but, it is. I'll give you a chance, like, to watch yourself. It's so good. You watch. You watch wrestling different than me, though. Like, you like Osprey. Yes, I enjoy Will Ospreay, and I enjoy Jay White. I enjoy a lot of, like, really good talent, like, working matches. And it's all, like, 20 minutes. Again, it's good bit of time that I wish they had more. Is it better than Mike Bailey and Alex Shelley? We just both agreed that was, like, match of the, the millennium. That, it might be. I need to watch that match again just to really make sure, because, like, that one was so damn good. But Tanahashi and Ishii. Is it better this. than Taya and Diana? Yes. Oh my god, you're fucking full of shit. Now. I am. You you got to watch it yourself. And I know you think I've been saying, but I'll find you a chance, like pull it up for it's you. It's not just me who thinks that, by the way. So people, there are people who agree with me. No, I doubt it. You know, <laughs> you'd be surprised. People who agree that this is the best. are these are these in the discords that you won't tell us about. Uh, no, uh, NJP, AEW, NJPW guy agrees. That this is like batch of the year candidate right there, as well as I've listen to his discussion about I don't entirely like him all the time with some of his opinions with Brian Alvarez also a piece oh god okay um, well, yeah as long as Brian could what'd you think about people were telling me I did a, a good Jim Cornette impression on TWFS did I do a good Jim Cornette did you oh yeah you did do a pretty good Jim Cornette I remember your impression you're really good at impressions I'm yeah impressed. somebody said that Jim Cornette was spot on and I was like did I do a Jim Cornette impression I re-listened to the episode and I, I'm not there yet like it must have happened pretty late in the episode Poor uh, kids are just as bright and just as talented. So before we ride off into that glorious sunset, Gino, you mentioned that you're waiting for a different match to happen because Mercedes is probably going to lose. 
So what match are we getting for, from Deanna? I feel, and this is just me kind of fast smoking just the hope because like how they've been exchanging with each other and being again like, messaging like in a sense like teasing it already Deanna and Britt at double or nothing oh see and, and I thought you weren't a big Britt Baker fan so this match is exciting to you even though if, even if you're not a big Britt Baker person Britt's the only star in AEW in the women's division <laughs> better than Sheeta what is this that's that's she a... is the only actual main event real star and when she cut that promo even though it was in her hometown and she just ran down the entire women's division it proved like what both the internet fans, just people in general, do see about AEW and that the women's are all like it's nothing but Brit. <laughs> no, that's the only real talented star. So you see that I like that you like try and lump the entire There's internet culture. I do agree with. There's a lot of people. That sure, do like, sure. And but a promo should be even though yeah you're in your hometown. A promo is about also building up someone besides yourself you just build yourself up that's just take advantage of the microphone time just being a dick. but she's wrong so that's why well, she's, she's not she's yeah, actually she right. is she is so wrong there's other um, Sheeta had an amazing match with serena deeb serena deeb is why that's thunder, what thunder, i would say either way great match serena deeb great showing thunder rosa we had a good match with some people thunder, thunder rosa, rosa is the champion we're having a weird jade cargill storyline but we're working with her we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with her uh and and red velvet we're like building towards something we're not sure what we're doing there but there's other talented women in this just because you're kind of oh she cut a good promo and and some people on the internet agree there's a lot of other people you can't just say the internet agrees with me the internet is a is a first of all it's it, it's a, a network. It's not necessarily like every single person has the same opinion. Clearly by our discussion, that, that's what we're hearing. But there's lots of talented women in the division. Now, I think Britt Baker, like Britt Baker is my favorite, obviously, but I would never go as far as say she's the only talented person. And she's like the most major star they've made and like they've built over these years. Like everyone else has been like getting in like that tile picture, getting up to that number one contender shit, and then they just bury them like they just stop their entire momentum after they lose <laughs> well Britt's not even the champion so not anymore but she still like pretty much feels like the champion because thunder rosa just feels like oh she has the time like we're even doing this whole women's tournament like this whole owen hart foundation tournament like, that they only have four people in on both sides when there's like 16 yeah but it's supposed to be a whole actual tournament tournament so we're really taking our time for this owen tournament on both sides is that why you need, to, get qualifying you need to get WWE out of your head. This is just how wrestling is on the other side, okay? We we take our Bear time. Stuff. We take our time with shit. We don't want to blow our entire load in one week. Like we're drawing this out. We're this is a, uh, this allows us to keep showing graphics. This also allows us to not have to have the same talent work every single week. So we are able to squeeze in some rookie Starks. We are able to squeeze in, oh, what's Jamie Hayter up to? Oh, what what's Top Flight gonna do this week? Like since we're not booking, since we're not having the same people on the show every week, it gives us an excuse. Like, hey, you might you haven't seen Britt Baker in a few weeks, but she is in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Yes, and they've pretty much like every week they've had like promos with them talking about that they're the only women that are in the Owen Hart qualifying so far. They have like Tony Shrey say like I'm talking to the other women of the Owen Hart qualifier. It's just all of them because it's just those four so far are the one qualifying until. Tonight, tomorrow night, where we will get a fifth fight in there. Yeah, well, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why you're acting like I, well, I 
I'm not patient sometimes. Yeah, well, that's what the, you, you, you need to be patient. This is storytelling. Like this, I everything that you're saying is contradictory to other things that you've told me before. I've said before, like there's times when I'm patient. That's for like good storytelling with the tournament qualifying matches. That's like it's not storytelling. That's just we're setting up for this tournament where then we could have the story be a part of the matches in the tournament. You don't need to have that before the tournament. But every week we're telling a story with Jamie Hayter and Tony Storm and Britt Baker. Like we do, we're developing the characters even if they're not wrestling. This is great. It is like useful and it's helpful because it does make me realize that because they're going to be the first match, like the first round, we're going to have Jamie Hayter lose just so when Tony Storm's in the finals, Jamie Hayter's going to cost her and whoever the other person is wins. There you go. Perfect. This sounds That's great. That's all they're going to do. They're going to build that up. So we're going to be like, oh, who's Tony going to face at the end? And then Tony gets lost because of Jamie Hayden. Yeah. See, uh, this writes itself. Take your time getting there. We don't need to rush this. Like, otherwise. And then it'll probably be Brit. Uh, it'll be Brit, Tony, and then Tony lose. I mean, I would have Brit win. Brit's my John Cena. I've said that already. I'm, nice. I'm, I, I, I'm confused why it took her this long to get where she's at now. She's incredible. Uh, Ruby Soho's involved. I don't know why we need that, but. People seem to like her for some reason. So here's a new uh, article that I just came across. WWE reportedly is giving new talent 90 days to progress. So when we, you and I were talking about Harland earlier, we were trying to figure out why would you cut this guy? So uh, uh, your friends, Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer Radio, they released 10 employees last week from NXT. And let's see, uh, Meltzer did add Harland to not show enough progression in his time with the company overall. Not all talents were released for that reason, though, such as Dakota Kai. Her release was down to WWE not seeing her as a main roster talent. But uh, there's a variety of reasons, but it's reported that Harlan was due to lack of progress. So it makes sense. You're in developmental. They're trying to train you up. If you're worse than you were when you started, yeah, why not release them? They're not going to go anywhere. True. And I do agree with that. And hopefully again, they're incorporating 90 days now. So 90 days from when they get signed and get started from this moment in time. Yeah. And, uh, and I look at Harlan as like, he's got the size, but yeah, sometimes you do need to be able to do something. We can't all be great. Call Lee out there, you know, um, WWE is holding off on a singles match between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre until a bigger event. Uh, the two men, col- yeah, they'll be colliding at the two men will be colliding at the upcoming WrestleMania backlash, but as part of a six man tag team match, Roman and Drew were injected into an originally planned unification match between RK Bro and the Usos. As this, uh, at this stage, it is unknown whether any of the titles will be on the line. Um, it, I don't like six man tag main events for pay per views. I think I've been very open about that. You know, that's why the guy quits going to be the main event. Yeah, I, I'm not super happy about this. Uh, why are we are we are we done brand splitting? Because I'm even reading now that the, the, the draft is planned. I thought we were all agreeing that hey, Roman being the champion of both shows makes sense. Let's just get rid of this whole brand split. We're we're going up against companies that aren't doing a brand split. I don't know if we're really ever going to be done with this brand split. I think Roman's the champion. He's on SmackDown, but he holds both these belts. So eventually, we will go back to just two belts. But from the actual two belts. Like Cody. Yeah, time. the big rumor is Cody wins Money in the Bank, gets the WWE title off of Roman, and brings it back to Raw. So that way, Roman can still claim he's Universal Champion. He's been champion for like 700 days. Uh, yes. I guess. Be Bruno's record to hold it for multiple years. Let's go. Eight years, baby. I'm loving it. I know you're not a big Roman guy, but I think Roman's doing an incredible job. So He's doing an incredible job, but his promos are kind of becoming 
very same. Oh, it w- acknowledge me. I am champion. I hate this guy because he's facing me because I am the head of the table. I love all that. But some of the stuff he says isn't necessarily in that vein. Like, I forget which one it was. It might have been the Edge feud, but his promos during the Edge feud were great. Where like, there he- already depends on his feud. It's normally, like when it's been, sometimes it's kind of the same. Well, so hopefully this Drew stuff will become a good pro. Well, I think he made a comment about like Edge, like his big return. He was like, "But this isn't about you, you know." And I was like, "Oh, what a what an amazing line!" It was so subtle because yeah, all of us are like, "Edge is back! He won the Rumble! This is so fun! He's done this amazing story!" And then Roman just like one promo was like, "But this isn't about you." And I was like, "Oh shit! This is about Roman." We're in the era. Well, this is the Roman Empire. Why do we even? Give, why are we even here watching Edge? We're here for Roman. So I love Roman Reigns. I think he's doing an incredible job. Probably the main reason to watch WWE right now. Um, yeah, the only good part of SmackDown after the two hours where it's normally bad and Ronda not able to really do her promos well. Yeah, she's not very good at the promo part yet, and which is weird. She has to be a babyface, and she's like an actress. Like, so you'd figure she'd be able to write to deliver the lines they gave to her, you know. But I think it's because like she has to like kind of be a babyface and like pander to the crowd when she's not really about that. Like, I think she was on that show nine one one. She was okay, and she's like in that Mortal Kombat game. She did a good job. That show is terrible. Do you have you ever watched nine one one? I did watch nine one one a couple times with the Ronda when she was there before her like finger got fucked up and she couldn't film anymore. I, I, look, and I and I've done that. Like I've done that before too. I've I've watched like, oh, the Miz is going to be on this show. I'll check it out. Or oh, John Cena's on site. Yeah, yeah. I'll watch these shows if my wrestler friends are going to be on there. I'll check them out. But good God, it, it, like the, that nine one one show is garbage. My dad it's watches not it. That good. <laughs> it's oh. good to like just have noise in the background. It's if you watch it, you realize, oh, it's not good. What I'm hearing, what I see is different than what I hear. I wonder if that's just the trend for television. Like NCIS, a lot of these shows where it is just kind of repetitive and it is just easy to throw on halfway through an episode and go, what's happening? Like, sure, those shows seem to last and they go well because people get home from work and they have dinner and then they just throw on CBS or whatever and they watch the show. I just, I've. I've been so outside of that culture and that mindset for years. Like for me, all my entertainment has to be on demand unless it's sports. Like that's really how my brain works. If you want me to watch a show live with commercials, it has to be like some sort of competition or something that is worth sitting through the commercials for like, okay. Like, cause everyone's going to be tweeting about it or talking about it at the water cooler the next day. So, but nobody's doing that with nine one one. So yeah. And it's just the show's not that good. But something I do want to quickly bring up, since we're kind of talking about AEW and like the background, is that we're going to finally get what we've been waiting for. The we're having the Varsity Blondes be able to have this discussion with the House of Black. (laughs) So we're going to possibly see what's possibly been happening with Julie Hart, where she might finally turn with her eyes been being fucked up, but she just doesn't care about her group anymore. Yeah. Um. Is that on Dynamite? Is that going to be on Dynamite? That's- yes, that will be on Dynamite. Varsity Blondes call out House of Black. That's one of the segments that we put in their new most recent tweet where they show everything that's happening. That seems like a really good elevation segment. But 
you know, it's a slow build, and they're, they're, they clearly see something with Julie Hart. She's only 20 years old, so, I mean, there's a lot of ceiling there, I think. You know, she's she, she's they're giving her a character, which is something they don't give everybody. So it'll be nice to have her with the House of Black. Apparently, that's where they're going. How far has Brian Pillman fallen out of, out of the graces? Remember, he was in a feud with MJF, and they were – that that whole dark side of the ring made him a main eventer for a couple of a couple of hours there. Yes, and then MJF just buries him, and they were like, "Oh, he's actually not that good compared to MJF." And now people are like, "Oh, he's just a tag team." Guy. Isn't it? But it wasn't it even in ring. He just wasn't as good as other people. Like, what? yeah, he's pretty clunky. He's not like the again. I could say okay, like he's okay compared to the worst, but yeah, he's not that good. Who's the worst? The worst wrestler. Fake stick. Uh, what do you think of Kali? Do you think Kali's like, because every time I think of hard to watch, like really clunky, I mean, Kali, good God. Kali, for what he was, again, given at birth and like having to be this giant and not able to really walk. And you could tell, like, when they brought him out just for Battle Royals, like, he could not do anything and they just forced him out there because big man and battle royal you're gonna look really big and then when they force him to get thrown out it's it's sad i remember feeling sad for him <laughs> you i didn't feel sad at all it's like this fucker's getting paid a lot of money to take up but my he's tv this time big guy who gets fucked up like his legs you could tell he could barely walk or like lift them up he was just stuck he's out there getting a paycheck him force him he's out they there getting... <laughs> forced, like hey you have to go out there you, can't... you don't want to get paid you have to get out. it's not forcing if you're getting paid millions of dollars to go do it you know he was on that fat big show contract he, he was might have been on the big show contract. he was in the long he was in the longest yard he was in movies and shit he didn't have to become a wwe superstar. says why do you keep saying forced yeah what is this forced kali was forced i believe kali he finally is free though he's the best tiktoker in candy oh god i can't i no all right on that note so gino what's the name of our our little podcast here is it called the wrestling endeavor the future endeavor it could be the wrestling there. That would be a fitting name for it. And one like really quick thing, because I know we are pretty much gonna like end soon. Three people like I looked at the card for like the best of super juniors, the people who are gonna be in the two brackets. And fuck besides Ace Austin that we found out from Impact that he actually is gonna be a part of it. Fucking Alex Zane and Wheeler Yuta's gonna be in. You didn't tell me Ace Austin was in it for sure, okay? Rocky Romero had to go talk to his friends, Gato. <laughs> he had to go talk to Gato. And I didn't know it was official, so that's a huge spoiler. Yeah, so, yeah, Ace Austin, he's going to be in uh, the A block with Alex Zane, and Yuta's in the B block. So we're going to have, like, he's going to really Yuta also. He's going to not be a part of fucking Double or Nothing because he's going to be part of this whole big tournament, which is going to be really exciting. Is that the same weekend? Is it is it impossible for him to do both? Yeah, it's impossible for him to do both. Wait, that where's, the, where's the tournament? Isn't it in America this year? I believe this one is in Japan, right? Let me just check Best Super Juniors 20. And is it double or nothing on a Sunday? It's Saturday. Oh, they're doing a Saturday one again. Okay. Yes. In Japan, they got the time zones and shit. Dakota says there's no Chris Bay in the Super Juniors. Yeah, he's not going to be in the Super Juniors. But we do have, even though I know you don't care too much about the LA Dojo, Clark Connor is going to be in there, which is kind of cool. I like Clark Connors. <laughs> and show ELP, TJP. What about Yo? Uh, Yo actually is not in there. Oh, oh no, he is. He's also in A block. Okay, yeah, show and Yo. Do you watch those Super Junior? I've never really watched a full one. I think that was where I saw the Osprey and Ricochet match, and I thought, oh well, this isn't for me. 
there are some like best like i watch the matches that i know like are gonna be exciting so when i do see like a sauce and saying that's gonna be exciting show yo show and Alex saying show and Ace Austin those could be exciting and then when we hopefully get to like Wheeler Yuta Ace Austin and Wheeler Yuta Alex saying one of those like it's gonna be exciting yeah and that and that is weird that Yuta's booked there and he's gonna miss double or nothing because he's kind of in a huge thing with AEW right now I want and it's it's gonna be tricky to book these pay-per-views going forward because guys are gonna have to be left off right like there's not gonna be a Keith Lee match that makes the pay-per-view it's good we're probably we might get Blackpool Combat Club stuff but uh, just looking at the cards where they're at right now I can't book a whole AEW pay-per-view maybe that's what we'll do next week is are there, I mean, they're going to announce more matches by then, I bet. By tomorrow night, we'll probably be a big crash booking of, like, here's our pay-per-view at the end of the month. But yep. uh, And I, then, like, next week, we could also, like, run down the uh, New Japan show they're having, Capital Collision, because they already have, like, a big four-way for the U.S. title that I'm really excited about that we could discuss. When's that, in June? That is actually next Saturday. Oh, jeez. A lot of stuff happening this weekend. We got Impact. We got WrestleMania Backlash. We got UFC. And then the following weekend, we have Capital Collision. Yes, it's going to be exciting. New Japan doing their shows. Then eventually they have Dominion right before, like a little bit before the Forbidden Door, where we're going to be able to possibly see what they're going to set up for Forbidden Door at both Dominion and Dublin Method. Too many things, Gino. We had, an, we had yes. an amazing time tonight. This this is such a niche discussion. NXT releases, under siege predictions, how you would fix AEW, uh, New Japan Super Juniors Cups. There's so many things that we get into. Like we didn't even touch on most of what's going on in Raw and SmackDown. Like we and the good reason I didn't watch Raw. I was like, Hulu's not working. I bet YouTube's working, and it was. So I was able to enjoy some Impact Wrestling. So t- tomorrow night, the whole effing show, immediately following AEW Dynamite. It's going to be a kick-ass show. We're going to have, finally, Julie Hart turn heel, uh, allegedly. Who knows? It's a very Hopefully slow build. have a character change. Slow build for that one. So, Gino, I think that we about did it. Let's ride off into that glorious, glorious sunset. What do you say? Hell yeah, man. You have a good night. You all have a good night watching this and have a great evening. Whoever's watching this later on listening to us. Thank you so much. Yeah, if you're listening to this in your car right now, get on Twitter while you're driving and just tweet at Valides and say, that was awesome. Have a good night, everybody. I played, you know, it's not playing. Yeah. It's going to play. There it goes. (laughs) I hit play, I swear. Thank you, Gino. No problem, man. Amazing time, everybody. But we about did it. Super juniors, bro. Like Jared Camacho. By Dakota, Ernest the Spliff Miller, Hersey, Quigley, Dakota, Quigley, Ernest the Spliff Miller, Ivan Dirty, Ricardio, Gino, Kevin Scampoli, RCG45, God's Angel. Have a good night, everybody. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow night. <laughs>